Prologue 1154th year of Burns' sleep, 96th year of the Malazan Empire, the last year of Emperor Kellenved's reign. The stains of rust seemed to map blood seas on the black, pocked surface of Mox Vein. A century old, it squatted on the point of an old pike that had been bolted to the outer top of the hold's wall. Monstrous and misshapen, it had been cold-hammered into the form of a winged demon, teeth bared in a leering grin, and was tugged and buffeted in squealing protest with every gust of wind. The winds were contrary the day columns of smoke rose over the mouse quarter of Malas City. The vein's silence announced the sudden falling off of the sea breeze that came clambering over the ragged walls of Moxhold. Then it creaked back into life as the hot, spark-scattered and smoke-filled breath of the mouse quarter reached across the city to sweep the promontory's heights. Ganoa's Stabro Paran of the House of Paran stood on tiptoe to see over the Merlin. Behind him rose Moxhold, once capital of the empire, but now, since the mainland had been conquered, relegated once more to a fist's holding. To his left rose the pike and its wayward trophy. For Ganoers, the ancient fortification overlooking the city was too familiar to be of interest. This visit was his third in as many years. He had long ago explored the courtyard with its heaved cobblestones, the old keep, now a stable, its upper floor home to pigeons and swallows and bats, and the citadel where even now his father negotiated the island export tithe with the harbour officials. In the last instance, of course, a goodly portion was out of bounds, even for a son of a noble house. For it was in the citadel that the fist had his residence, and in the inner chambers that such affairs of the empire as concerned this island were conducted. Moxhold forgotten behind him, Ganoes's attention was on the tattered city below and the riots that ran through the mouse, its poorest quarter. Moxhold stood atop a cliff. The higher land of the pinnacle was reached by a switchback staircase carved into the limestone of the cliff wall. The drop to the city below was eighty armspans or more, with the hold's battered wall adding still another six. The mouse was at the city's inland edge, an uneven spreading of hovels and overgrown tiers cut in half by the silt-heavy river that crawled toward the harbour. With most of Malar's city between Ganoes's position and the riots, it was hard to make out any detail beyond the growing pillars of black smoke. It was midday, but the flash and thundering concussion of majory made the air seem dark and heavy. Armor clanking, a soldier appeared along the wall near him. The man leaned van-braced forearms on the battlement, the scabbard of his longsword scraping against the stones. Glad for your pure blood, eh? he asked, grey eyes on the smouldering city below. The boy studied the soldier. He already knew the complete regimental accoutrements of the Imperial Army, and the man at his side was a commander in the third, one of the emperor's own, an elite. On his dark grey shoulder cloak was a silver brooch, a bridge of stone lit by ruby flames. 
a bridge burner. High-ranking soldiers and officials of the Empire commonly passed through Moxhold. The island of Malaz remained a vital port of call, especially now that the coral wars to the south had begun. Ganoes had brushed shoulders with more than his share, here and in the capital, Unter. Is it true, then? Ganoes asked boldly. Is what true? The First Sword of Empire.